It's Thursday again, tell everybody to lock in Grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your airpods in It's a one-hour show, constantly speaking facts Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style Jake is gonna educate you, he has that knowledge on fire Player, step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for Straight Facts What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, the sports show that educates and entertains, presented by the Up On Game Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Sirk, joined by Stat Matt Robinson and Jake Galley. No James Jackson today. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram at the Real Jimmy J, you know he's a new on court. I guess you would call it host. He's uh, yeah, I would say halftime. Halftime, yeah, of the Villanova Wildcats. So uh, we might miss him on a couple Wednesdays here. There's a women's game tonight. He will be back next week though, but we're gonna keep it rolling. So I think if we get, if, you, if one of you two gets Temple, the other one can get uh, LaSalle, and then we'll have just about the entirety of the Big Five covered. Right. So I, I love covering. We I covered, a, uh, was calling the Penn women's versus LaSalle in the pleasure. It's just the best. Right. The best What's Five the other one? St. Joe's? St. Joe's, yeah. St. Joe's. I'll take St. Joe's. That's fine. Temple will leave to the big dogs. Matt, you go. go with LaSalle? I'm going with LaSalle. All right. Big five. There You'll see straight facts soon, but we'll get into the episode. So uh, last week we talked about the in the hunt NFL teams, right? The team scratching for a wild card spot. Saw a couple win, 49ers won, and we saw a couple lose. The Eagles lost, but none of them are to this point yet. And that point's going to be the NFL. I'm talking real Super Bowl contenders, the teams that have proven themselves. Uh, all of them we're going to talk about are leading their division right now. Probably all of them we'll see in the playoffs. And we want to see, like, are they for real contenders? And we're talking Super Bowl here. Or, you know, are they just having a good regular season? So we'll start with the best team in the NFL on the NFC side. That's the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That's the 9-2, and two, the best record in football. Coming off of a bye week, I believe. They are fifth in DVOA. And, I mean, they've been missing Kyler Murray. They've been missing DeAndre Hopkins, both of them for like a month now. Hopeful those guys are coming back. Are they ready to spend this number one spot coming off of a bye? A lot of key guys haven't been around. Can they do it? Uh, all I know is, man to man, look, Kyler Murray posted the Thanos gif. That means he's ready to tear some shit up. Very okay. cryptic gif posting. Right. I think that he's going to come back with a, a vengeance. But no, the Cardinals have been really impressive this year. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the last couple of weeks, they've, they've really kind of had their legs taken out of their offense. Um, or I guess their arm, <laughs> technically, with Kyler Murray and uh, Hopkins. He's got the legs, too. Hop, you're right. Yeah, Hopkins he does have the legs. Out, um, as well. But looking forward... Uh, I think they are a team that, and we talked about this way early. I think it was Matt V. We had like we did like contender, pretender, or something. Right, early, early, yeah, yeah. And you know, despite their performance in the past couple weeks, I I still don't really have a reason to turn away from Arizona uh-huh. as the team now. In the past couple of weeks, and we'll talk about some of them. There have been other teams that have closed the gap between, in, in my opinion, yeah. um, to Arizona. So. It'll be it's there's no outright like dominant patriot dynasty sort of team, uh, which is going to make this postseason really fun. Right, um, and I mean you talk about like despite the last couple of weeks, they still went two and one with Colt McCoy at starter, right? Yep. Against the Seahawks and the 49ers, both divisional yeah, opponents. The, the fact that they survived that stretch without Murray just shows how much of a contender they are. Right, they're my Super Bowl favorite right now. So they've got three. Easy wins the rest of the way. The Bears, the Lions, and the Seahawks. Um, and Rams, Colts, Cowboys, kind of tough. So three easy wins puts them to 12. Even if they go one and two, that puts them at 13 and four. And that probably gets you the one seed. Yeah. And the one seed is so important now with the extra wild card because it's a free playoff win. It's not one or two seed anymore. It's so difficult to make the Super Bowl from the wild card round. Exactly. I know the. I know the Bucks did it last year, but cons- over the past six years, I think all but three teams have come from a team with a bye, um, and that's so crucial. And they're just they're the team that's ready to ascend. The Bucks are good, but they're not like world beaters. I the they're more hu- the Cardinals are more hungry. Kyle, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner. 
they're all just in that perfect place to be to win their Super Bowl. Right. It just seems like it's their year. So that's your Super Bowl favorites. Uh, they're my Super Bowl favorites. Well, we didn't have to get far in the teams to get to Matt's Super Bowl favorite here. What yeah, about you? I don't. It's tough to to really tab them as the as the. I mean, I guess I, I guess I kind of have to. I guess I kind of talked myself into it a little earlier. They right. do have. You look at the back half of their schedule, um, coming off the bye, as you said. It's tough. Well, it's actually what I'll say is it's up and down. You have the Bears, which um, they can be a plucky team, but ultimately they're not they're not uh, that big of a hurdle. But then you go to Los Angeles uh, Rams, come back uh, flying to Detroit. That should be a romp. You go to the Colts, uh, or rather the Colts come to you. You go to Dallas, and then you finish the season with Seattle, who they won't find themselves in the contenders. But let me just say they stink. Right, that Seattle team. So. Right. Um, you know, maybe you look at like three and three is is a fair assessment. Like at worst, I'd say, yeah, they probably pick up a win against one of the Rams, Colts, or Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean they're 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 as live as anyone, and you probably say they're they're the favorite. So for you, they are. I guess they have to be. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to pump the brakes. To me, the Cardinals are the fourth best team in football right now, and we'll get to the other teams. But uh, I, this team's not tested. They're not battle tested. They're the only team in the NFC we're going to talk about that hasn't been through this yet, right? There's teams on the AFC that have been through this, and I mean, I like the Cardinals. Ton of talent, yes, but these injuries. I mean, your t- best two players, arguably Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, haven't played in a month, and I don't, I don't think they're going to, you know, miss a step, right? I, but I'm not sure they're going to keep ascending on the route they were going to. Kyler Murray was the best quarterback in football. You look at quarterback rating; he still has the highest in the league, right? Falling off with some other stats because he's missed games. But this team's not tested yet, and that's why I just can't trust them. They're not my Super Bowl favorites. We'll see. I mean, they did just they, – they had a very close game with a team that I would imagine that you have over them, ultimately losing right. to the Packers. But, right. um, yeah, it, it's really tough to gauge because of Murray's absence. Uh, overall, I just think that like when you look at – maybe it's more hope than it is – analysis yeah <laughs> because i i think it would be good for the nfl to have this cardinals team um with the youth and the faces they have on it do it's well. 15 of the last 16 uh teams that have made the super bowl have had a bye yeah so wow I mean, very very important the last eight super but wow that's crazy all right well we'll move on you mentioned the team the packers um the other nine win team in the nfl and you mentioned we're able to take a win over the cardinals right um, Aaron Rodgers, who we talked about week one as being like, remember we did the overreactions and none of us like agreed with it that Aaron Rodgers wasn't the top quarterback in the league anymore, but he might be the top quarterback in the league yeah. now going into it. And, uh, I'll give it away right away. This is the team I think is the best team in football right now. And I don't think it's necessarily close. I think the Packers have distanced themselves, um, from the rest of the teams further than the rest of the teams have difference themselves from each other. Yeah. Right. So there's still like the gap there is still like any team could be any team. Right. But I think the Packers have been a separated themselves, in my opinion, as the best team in football. And before that offense started clicking, and I'd be interested to see what, if there is any DBOs or what D, the DBOA. They're 11th. They're 11th. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they get heavily penalized on for defense. week one. Yeah. Um, but for, they get penalized on their defense as well. Right. And the defense has actually been, without Jair Alexander, one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. Um, and especially against, you know. Also, Mason Crosby has got them to 30th in special teams DBOA. There we go. Boom. He hit a couple last week. <laughs> Boom. Um, but no, they're, they, they are a really fun team, especially because uh, you kind of you kind of put to the back of your mind just a couple months ago. There was a question if Aaron Rodgers would ever put on a Green Bay Packer uniform again. Right. He's now playing once again like MVP level ball, maybe just below that. But it's really going to be intriguing to see him and Russell Wilson uh, as we kind of passingly took a shot at the Seahawks going into the offseason. We'll have videos out on it. But like what's going to be the deal with those two quarterbacks likely on the move, you would have to think. After this year, so maybe the, a swan song. Uh, I mean, if there's the a Packers team with a couple it. first round draft picks. <laughs> uh, the, we don't. We definitely don't have enough time to unpack the Eagles. If right um, I, I mean, yeah, we'll see. If the Packers really do make a run and say they win a Super Bowl, I don't see why the Jets do too. Leave. Just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's like the Packers are playing the best football because they're sticking to the basics, right? Good offense, defense to back it up. They have the longest average draft time in the league. Three minutes and 15 seconds, which is very important. You give your defense time to rest, and we know how they methodically move the ball down the field. They're also scoring on 41% of those drives. The league average is 37, so they're getting points as well. 
Um, and the defense we talked about, it's one of only two defenses in the league to be top 10 in both passing and rushing defense. And they're seventh in takeaways, right? Third in takeaway differentials. They don't give it away on offense. They get it back on defense, right? So they're playing really complete football. This is something that kind of the Bucks staple of their playoff run was yeah. last year. And with a quarterback probably comparable to Tom Brady, maybe not career-wise, but in terms of where Brady's Talent, at last right. year, overall performance, possibly better than Brady was last year, right? This team looks like the team that's going to get it done for me. For me, the Packers don't have any signature wins that makes me like prove it. Like they beat the Rams last week, which was nice, but the Rams aren't a, a downward spin. They beat the Cardinals before Kyler got hurt. Uh, that's not a signature win. They are fighting to the death with the Bears, though. It's like not a good look where you're like. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, you're right, you're but it's a, but the the theme of this season has been though, and you mentioned it. There's no one top of the league. I team think Kyler was playing hurt in that game because he threw two picks and he was kind of slow, didn't run the ball much. That calf injury. Oh, real quick, this is not. This is just in. This is not relevant to anything we're talking about. But do you know who has the least amount of interceptions in the league this year? I do actually. I do because I did it for one of my. I think I have an idea. Yeah, I'll who make, is it? I'll, I'll, I'll let Matt guess. He probably knows. Is it Wentz? No. He is third least, I think I saw. Kirk Cousins? It's Kirk Cousins. Yeah, oh, yeah Cousins having... It's well, insane. He has, he has Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. <clears throat> and that's after he's coming off of a two this season. Turn around, give it to Cook. When Cook's not there, you give it to he Matt. Is, yeah, Kirk Cousins it, is the hardest quarterback to explain. So put it week this to way. Week. In 2017, Case Keenum got to throw to Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. He finished number one in... D-Y-A-R, which is basically quarterbacks TVOA. Right. So so there's something about those Minnesota receivers that make quarterbacks look better than they are. Right. Kirk Kirk is Kirk. He's he's a pretty good quarterback, and he's playing with exceptional receivers. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tie it back in. Kirk Cousins has a .7 um, interception ratio, basically yeah. how many percent of your passes get picked off. Second best in the league is Aaron Rodgers at 1.1%. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's played really, really well this year. And it's funny that, I mean, in a way – not not literally because the Rams are literally all in like they have to be with their contracts and draft picks. Right. The Packers aren't as committed, but when you look forward, like at like the implications of after this year, Devontae Adams is up for contract. Mm-hmm. Rodgers wants to leave. Rodgers wants to leave. You just paid Aaron Jones a big contract and you have AJ Dillon who is arguably better than him. Right. Um it, it's just a really sticky situation come this offseason for them. Yeah. So I think for a lot of reasons, a lot of those guys are looking to uh, be all like, like, I mean, I guess it's kind of cliche, but like be all in. Right. Um, you know, it all kind of rides on this year. And after this year, they, they might go their separate ways. So I think that's worth something yep. when looking at the Packers. Right. And you talk, I mean, you talked about those guys. AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are both 500 yard rushers, which is crazy to me, yeah. right? I think only two teams in the league can say the same about their both running backs. Um, and Devontae Adams has the second most receiving guards. I can't look at a flaw on this team like I can with a lot of all other teams. Very elite secondary, right? The big thing about the Packers over the last five years, after Clay Matthews kind of fell off, is their front seven couldn't get the job done, right? BJ Raji was gone. Clay Matthews was no longer that guy, and they're showing up that this year. So for, for me, I see a, a just great football week to week from the Packers, and in the crazy season like this, I'm going to lean on that. And I'll say it, Packers are my Super Bowl favorites. There it is. Yeah, and they should have some reinforcements coming back with uh, Zadarius Smith has been out like the entire year. And they're still, right. like you said, at the front seven. Right. Dominant. I think they might have just lost Randall Cobb for – Possibly the oh, year. They're number two. Possibly the year. 2021 Randall Cobb. Oh. He's he's actually over like 500 yards this year. It's crazy. <laughs> he's been fine production-wise, yeah. but it's just like. They're going to have to find that MVS magic they've been losing. They haven't had yeah, it this year. Yeah, Lazard or someone. Was, Tunyon was a much Tunyon better. Trust. Uh, Lazard I can't trust. Yeah. I, I can't trust Lazard. Anything else on the Packers, Matt? Uh, they're 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 – Pretty good, but I, I'm third in my NFC rankings, mm. which is also third in my NFL rankings. <laughs> All right. So I assume the second teams we were about to talk about? Yep. Let's get to it. That is the Vegas favorite to win the Super Bowl. That is the defending Super Bowl champions. Eight and three. James isn't here to talk about them, but you know, we'll pick you up, James. We got your back on this one. That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number one passing offense in the league. Number one rushing defense in the league. Number one in DVOA. Everything I just talked about with the Packers, maybe I should have been saying it about the Bucks, but I didn't. 
What do you got for me? This is like the, are we trying to be too smart about this? Because (laughs) the Buccaneers have the most, uh, well, first off, obviously they're the reigning champions. And then on top of that, they have the most experienced playoff quarterback of all time. Right. Um, so with the those, basically the same unit those, that did it last year, those two things alone, like having full team experience, you got everyone back, having a phenomenal top level quarterback, having plus 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 weapons. Like maybe we are being a little bit too think tanky on this. Yeah, in overlooking um, the Bucks. Now the Bucks have also laid some eggs. That Washington um, one's lurking in the back of my head. Yeah, I swear. There's, there's some ugly performances in there for sure. But I'll let Trevor Simeon drop 36 on them. It's terrifying. <laughs> hey, like, hey Winston <laughs> played a little bit of that game. So, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, though, I think we're kind of entering like a like the way that LeBron turns it on. Like it's like a switch right. playoffs. Okay, time to time to be my top level self at 35, 36. Tom Brady is. At this point in his career, looks to be doing a bit of the same. Right. Um, and I might argue that he just turned it on last week against the Colts. Yeah. I know you know, Fournette had four touchdowns, and Brady didn't do anything great statistically. That's a game you have to answer. That's they a do. game you have to win. He let him down the field the way that Brady does, and Fournette happened to be the one to score. If that needed to be a passing touchdown, I have full faith that it would have been, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, no no Antonio Brown for a long stretch. Godwin and Evans have uh, you know, not missed a singular step on no, pace for – No Gronk a little bit. No Gronk yeah. for a while, yeah. but uh, Evans-Godwin on pace for over 1,000 yards. Evan Le- Evans leads the league in receiving touchdowns with 10. Uh, Brady leads in passing touchdowns with 30. Like, they're the same old – And he's barely behind in yards. He's, like, behind car in yards by old, 11. I, I'm it's sticking to old. it. I've been saying it since week three when we talked MVP. I'm like – why isn't anyone talking about Brady? Because he came out hot to start the season, too. And he's, he still has his he name probably, up in that race. He should probably, at this point, be the favorite for MVP. Yeah, Kyler Murray fell off in that race. Well, you got it hurt. Hey, that counts. Yeah, I know. Hey, Joe Burrow fell off an offensive rookie of the year last year. Not his fault. I mean. Yeah, it's it's Rodgers and Brady, I think, are the top two. Yeah, I can see that. But Josh Allen, I'm, I, he's been a mess. But we'll yeah. get to the Bills. So this is your second best team, Matt. Why is that? Um, they're my second best team because they're the same team as last year. Last year's Bucks, if you remember, laid a few eggs in the regular season as well. More than this year. But it's so hard to repeat. A team hasn't repeated to win the Super Bowl in 17 years. But who did it? The Patriots. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they've had other opportunities since. Like in 2017, they lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles after winning 2016. All right. It's... It's so hard to win playoff games. And again, it comes down to, do I think they get the one seed? And I don't think they do. And I know they were made the Super Bowl as a wild card last year, winning three road games. But they won three road games with no crowds in the stands. Yep. So yep. playing an NFC title game at Lambeau with a full crowd is a lot harder than playing an NFC title game in Lambeau with uh, what was like probably 40%, whatever it was last year. And... Wherever they go, whether it's Arizona or Green Bay in the playoffs, it's going to be a lot tougher than it was last year. And they, it's so important for them to get that top seed. And I don't trust them enough in the regular season to to think that they'll finish above at least Arizona because they could they they're not. I know they have a kind of easy schedule, but the Bills and the Saints. The Saints already beat them. And the Saints will be playing for the playoffs because the NFC wildcard race is so terrible. It, I, I just see, I just see Arizona finishing ahead of them. Yeah, yeah, I could see that Super Bowl though. The, I'm not sure. Yeah, but I, I, again, I think, I think home field advantages. I think having that bye, winning, beating three playoff teams in a row is so much harder than beating two playoff teams. In right, a row. right. But it's to say they, I mean, yeah. I think they could take game in Arizona, though. Yeah, it will be interesting. It'll, it's it, they're neck and neck, right? And my tiebreaker is I right. think Arizona is going to be the top seed. I can That's see That's the way I see it. They, sure. they have a very heavy uh, divisional schedule. They face the Panthers twice, <clears throat> the Saints, the Falcons in their last six games. But those are all very. Win- I mean, I know it's divisional. I don't care what anyone says. Like the divisional games are harder. Period. Right. Um, At this point, with all the teams we're talking about, every game is winnable. Right. This is the best teams in the league. Like, if it's some random team facing the Panthers, you know, I think you can kind of throw out any sort of punchiness the Panthers may have. Um, 
but I don't know. There's something implicit, in, in, as I said, in the divisional matchup. So right. uh, we'll see. We'll see how it. I mean, they could easily go five and one. They face the Bills. It's the only really tough team that they faced in the last six. So right. it'll be fun to watch how this one closes. I'm probably come playoff time when we look back on this, I'll probably kick myself yeah. for not having them number one. But I agree with Matt. I think they could easily slot as a second or thir- even third team behind Green Bay, depending on how yeah. you gauge them. This is my second best team in the league behind Green Bay. I said Arizona's fourth. So that means there's another team we got to get to, and that team's obviously going to be in the AFC. So we'll move to that side, and we'll start with the uh, AFC North. We'll start with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they are eight and three, the number one seed. Eight and three, they're the number one seed in the AFC now. Um, I know we we're talking last year; everyone's like, "Oh, the Pats are going to take the number one seed." You forgot the Ravens have one less loss. So the Ravens now, though, um, they got one of the hardest schedules to come. I'm not going to lie. Right, they go Steelers, Browns, Packers, Bengals, and then Rams, Steelers. Right, but one thing I think you can say is by the time we get to the playoffs, assuming they get there, I mean, damn, look at that schedule. Yeah, this team's gonna be four weeks into the playoffs based on the teams they're playing. Right, this team's gonna be ready for that. You're not gonna catch them in the playoffs, so we gotta look at what do we have in the Ravens. Right, I don't think after that whole schedule we're gonna see a you know, falling off game when playoff times come. So what do we have in the Ravens? In my opinion, an overrated team. Wow. I, I'm, I've am i kind of snuck in little jabs here and there in past episodes. And to be honest, right now, I don't have any definitive stats to back this up. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson is not a guy who leads your team to a Super Bowl. He's just not like, I don't know if that's me kind of having an implicit bias on running quarterbacks in general. Like, I think all running quarter, like, it doesn't really matter who you are. Like, even Cam Newton at his absolute best. Like, it was kind of clear to me that ultimately he's not a good enough passer to to lead your team to, like, a, a Super Bowl victory. And I know he gets close, but I, I, I still can't get on board. Maybe the run-heavy approach will, will take the ball out of Lamar's hands. But, like, we've seen, you know, the Chargers last year, there's no reason that any – uh, deep-ish team can't run the same like seven defensive back formation and um, give him equal amounts of problems that, that he had in the past. I don't th- see, think I've seen anything that proves otherwise. So, I mean, tough defense are all. I mean, it's 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 kind of the same old song and dance as a lot of the past Ravens teams yeah. recent years, years prior. I mean, their defense is um, <coughs> not as good as it used to be. Still. Ninth in total points. So, so, so to I you, di- I disagree and agree with you at the same time. Yeah. Lamar Jackson can win the Super Bowl. Not this year's Lamar Jackson. He's been really up and down. He has the lowest yards per carry of his career this year, and his passer rating is below Taylor Heineke. That's a good quarterback. <laughs> tough stuff. Hello. That's, That's a good tough stuff. So the Harbaugh's carrying them, and Tucker's carrying them to wins. If you take out their uh, special teams DVOA, their DVOA goes to negative zero point one which would put them at 18th in the NFL. So it's really their good special teams that's carrying them. They're mediocre offense, mediocre defense. They The fact that the AFC North is like the worst good division ever, the fact that that Monday night game was so terrible on so many different levels. Right, yeah. And I know Lamar was out, but how do you barely beat the Bears when the Bears can barely beat the Lions? It really just there's no good NFL teams and they're like a step below the top, even though their record shows them at the top. Yeah. Like I take, I take the Colts over them if they played in the playoffs at this point. Right. Well, you're trying to do NFL math there. You know, that never works out. Ah, uh, you know, the lions almost beat the bears. The bears almost beat the Ravens. Yeah, right. What are we one step away from like, it's like the, circle the best team ever. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, to me, it's like, I think this is the best team in the AFC right now. I don't think they'll be the best team when the time comes. This is the team that I do think is better than the Cardinals right now, though. This is that last team that I think is better than the Cardinals right now. To me, it's like they've been the most consistent team in the league. You lose week one, I don't care. any. If you lose week one, it has nothing to do with consistency. Look at the Packers right now. And then you have a loss, a bad loss, albeit, to the Bengals. Um, October 23rd weekend, I don't know what week it was. I just remember I was at Pitt. Um, and then you lost to the Dolphins in this win streak that they're on right now, playing well, right? That's a tough loss. Maybe you have to win that one. But I've seen it already this year. I've seen the best performance in the single game in the NBA happen this year from the Ravens and specifically from Lamar Jackson, that Sunday night game against the Colts. 
So that is why I'm not counting this team out. I'm not as low as you guys are on them. We're looking around. We'll get to the other teams, and I'll, I'll get, I guess I'll give a little flash ahead. I'm still not sold on the Pats. The Titans are banged up, and the Chiefs are on an off oh, year. I'm flip-flopping on the Titans when right. we get to them. So the thing is, like, I, maybe the Ravens can catch the AFC. If there's a year to do it, it's this year. Mahomes has had a lock on it, but has shown a little bit of falling off, and I think this they've just been the most consistent team to me, and I think that will help. And we'll see this test. I named the schedule already, the next six games. That's going to tell a lot, right? That is six tough games. You have to show up to every single one of those games. The easiest game is the Browns on the road. You have to show up to every single one of these games. So if they come in, they go one and five, and they scratch their way into a wild card spot, I'm way wrong. But if they come in four and two, even three and three, they have maybe still the top seed in the AFC. I think they're going to be ready for the playoffs. And to me, that's why I think they're the best team right now. This is... Somewhat of a difficult time to like make the assessment, right? Because as you're saying, it's the so final close. stretch here is going to be a bloodbath. It's, it's like divisional, as we talked about, divisional games are very, you know, right. division at that. And right. um, I don't know, man. We'll see. I'm not going to, I can't, I can't put too much stock in them because of my hesitance with Lamar, as Matt's saying, this year's Lamar. Um, maybe MVP form can get him through, but I, I don't know. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. There's a team that you definitely can put Stockton to if you're looking to the past. Yeah. Because I think that's your problems with the Ravens right now. Yep. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Start of, saw them start slow, three and four. But now we've seen four straight wins out of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes might be back. This offense might be back. And when they are, we know that's the best offense in the league. Are you buying into it? Is this a Super Bowl? contender where are they are on your super bowl or even where are they on your afc ladder right now um i think you can put them as i guess you slot them in number two uh, by the ravens i don't it's it's tough i don't know what to think because when they don't turn the ball over they're the best team in the nfl like nothing really changes they're the right. first second or third best team in the nfl you know com- uh, compared to last year moving forward but Every game that they lose, which early on a lot of their problems were coming from, they were losing the turnover battles in these games. Yeah. Um, like they, I think, won the turnover battle in the first week. And then all the way up until this three-game winning streak, or uh, four-game winning streak, rather, <clears throat> did not win the turnover battle until, I think, the second game of that. So right. if they're able to hold on to the ball, this team is – there's no real reason why they couldn't make it to the Super Bowl. They they should probably be the second favorite, but I think it's a, it's yet to be seen. I mean, they've definitely looked hu- human this year for the first time in their dynasty's right. kind of existence. So. I think that's causing a little hesitance from people watching the NFL. But, I mean, yeah. is this another scenario? I'll flip your script on you. Are we trying to be too cute here with the Kansas City Chiefs? In saying, like, trying to come up for reasons why they're not. Like, with the Bucks, are we, Like, is the clear answer just in front of us right now looking at the AFC? I don't think it's that clear. Well, the Bucks wasn't clear either, but are we, are we working around it too much? When, like, like from, you mentioned they might be the second favorite. According to FanDu, they are the second right. favorite to win the Super Bowl behind the Buccaneers. It's a bad bet. I think it is a bad bet. Yeah. The, the, the Chiefs are going to win the AFC by default. Because the AFC has no one ready to take the, the friend from them, and they're just sitting there, and they're going to snatch it back. The rest of their schedule's putrid. They might win out, go 13-4. and four. Are you talking win the AFC regular season or win the AFC, like, go to the Super Bowl? Yes. No, <laughs> I don't know about the one seed, but they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Then why is that a bad bet? You're getting a 7-1 to one money line bet if you take them right now to win the Super Bowl. Because they shouldn't be the second favorite. Sounds like a good bet. They shouldn't be the second favorite. <laughs> I, I will a say, prediction's different from. You're right. No, I'm. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not I'm slotting them in. That, that shows you, you j- just how much parity there is, though. Because five sure. to one, seven mm-hmm. to one, being the number one and two shortest odds is still like somewhat long for where we are in the year. So, right. um, I don't think we're being too cute. They have, the, they have like <clears throat> absolute bona fide problems. I don't, I don't think so either. They're, on the defensive end. Yeah. I and, th- and with turning over the And moves. you're right. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're being too cute either. And the reason is, if they get there, are we surprised? No. No, I won't be surprised no. if they do. That's the thing. But if the Bucks get there and they do it, uh, we've been sleeping on the Bucks. Yes. If the Chiefs get there and they do it, no one was sleeping on them. They were playing bad. They just happened, <laughs> right? They just 
got it together. The Bucks have been good all year. We've just been sleeping on them. So I think that's where the difference comes the, in. The right. Chiefs offense still has been inconsistent. They only scored 20 against the Giants, 19 against the Cowboys, 13 against the Packers in their four-game win streak. And they, obviously they went off against the Raiders on Sunday Night Football where everyone watched. But I, they still need to be more consistent. And if they didn't have Mahomes and Andy Reid, I'd use that against them. But I've seen it before. They have my – they almost they, – they just have my – like I know what they are. It has right? started. It yeah, has started. Same, same with Bucks too. No, I know, but it's just funny because that was Matt's thing. Every time we talked about the Chiefs last year going into the playoffs, it started, guys. We're gonna hear this from Matt, and I agree with him. No, no, I say it's it every almost, time too. Like, I'm not betting against Patrick so, Mahomes. So, That's your line. <laughs> in 2017, I'm just gonna do a baseball comparison. 2017, the Dodgers were incredible. They were the best team in baseball. They got cheated out of the World Series. They won 106 games. The next year, they won 92 games, but there was no one in the NL that was that good. They kind of walked their way into the World Series and got spanked by a really good Red Sox team. Right. This Chiefs team reminds me of that. There's no one ready in that conference to unseat them as the champions, and that's why they're going to make the Super Bowl for the third year in a row. All right. All right, we'll move forward. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to flip on these guys, but because uh, I've talked bad about them for two weeks. I didn't think they had it. That's the New England Patriots. That's the longest win streak in the NFL right now at six games. Second in our – it was Matt's favorite stat. It's kind of becoming the show's favorite stat. Second in DVOA have now separated themselves from the Bills in that conference. I think a lot of people still think the Bills are going to do it. But every single week we say this and they keep winning. So what's going on with the Pats here? Where do we see them in the AFC? The Pats are the 2004 Steelers. People need to watch out. The 2004 Steelers, rookie quarterback Roethlisberger, they go 15-1, and one, are the one seed. They're not ready. They got spanked in the AFC title game by the experienced veteran Patriots. That's what's going to happen with the Patriots against the Chiefs. That's my prediction. Wow. Write it on the wall. The, the Patriots are fantastic, and I hate it. Yeah, they're good. It, it's <laughs> they're, they're, they're so consistent. Even their loss, in their, they've gone on a 16-win streak. Their loss was an overtime loss to Dallas. That was very wonky and weird. Yep. They're... They're the team that I trust on a week-to-week basis the most in the AFC right now. Which is so crazy. Rookie quarterback. That's crazy. And and uh, we'll learn the next two games they have because they have at Buffalo, at Indy, if they yep. really are as good as they're, yep. they're playing. But it's Belichick, and he's got another squad. It took him a year to regroup after Brady left, and he's back. And Mac Jones is... By far the best, by far the best rookie quarterback this season. Easily and might be chasing, well, chasing Jamar Chase for the <laughs> offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, he's he's he. Belichick knows exactly how to use him, and then you have Kendrick Bourne who's coming along. Great. They finally have a balanced team instead of by the end of the Brady years, they're just being carried by Brady, and we saw that last year without Brady, it was just they went seven and nine and were blah. And now they got the team rebuilt. They've got a more stable, consistent quarterback in Mac Jones. And in an AFC that's mediocre, they're the best team. The only reason I'm not picking them to make the Super Bowl is because no rookie quarterback has ever made the Super Bowl in NFL history. Yeah, and I think like this this season, I think you can kind of put a cap on the chicken or the egg, Brady or Belichick discussion. Like it's just both. It's yeah. both. Who who's most it's most always, to it's always to, been both to right? Who is um the biggest reason? It really is both. Like they were the best, respectively, at what they did because you look at the defense and the people who Bill Belichick has brought in. Um, drafts a guy Kyle Duggar in the second round out of like some unknown Lenore Ryan like college. I've never heard of in my entire life. Bill Belichick snags him in the second round. Uh, now this guy has three interceptions. Um. He's been he's been a force fumble recovery as well. Right. Uh, J.C. Jackson, another Has guy. Been amazing. Um, Jalen Mills is a piece. He's not he's not that he's made a ton of plays, but just always got to give him a shout out. And, uh, right. Matt Judon as well. That's so, what I want to key in real quick with the Pats. Yeah. Um, their offensive core. Yeah, Mac Jones. You have a split backfield. Two okay backs. Damian Harris and now Stevenson looks good. Born and Myers are your receivers. I'm not going to count Aguilar because he's kind of fell off. And Hunter Henry is your tight ends. Not going to count Johnny Smith for the same reason. Why do the Pats do this so consistently? Why are they a team where it doesn't matter who you have? Your rookie quarterback is probably the best football player out of any of these guys. Why are they able to do this so consistently? 
Belichick is the master at putting players in the situations they excel the most in. And he's done that throughout his entirety of his reign. I remember Patrick Chung was a decent secondary piece for the Patriots in the 20, in the early 2010s. He goes to the Eagles. I've never seen a defensive back play worse. He goes back to the Patriots, and he's like a serviceable defensive player. Yeah. He knows exactly how to make every single player on his team play to their best ability ridiculously better than every other coach like look at the other teams you talked about cardinals packers bucks ravens chiefs and we're about to get on to the titans real quick i know they're falling off whatever those might be the most talented six teams in the league if you just go off player talent how are the pats even up there well i don't think it's subjective when you talk about patrick mahomes Tyree kill travis kelsey no no no, fair lamar jackson is derived off of production Right. And ultimately, going into next year, the year after that, the players who are now on this Patriots team will, their, their perceived talent takes sure. a boost. So I, I'm not sure how much these guys do. I think Jacoby Myers is Jacoby Myers. That's what we knew. I think Bourne goes up, Stevenson goes up, and obviously, Mac Jones is a rookie. Everyone else is just about what we the, thought they were. <laughs> the craziest part about like the Patriots team. It's not that they're winning because we know that they, that Belichick ultimately is is one of the best winners um in NFL history. It's that they're doing it with a rookie quarterback who has no weapon. Like think about Jacoby Myers being like your best wide receiver. Right. Nelson Aguilar being your <clears throat> I mean you pick Nikhil Harry, that guy stinks. Yeah. Like <laughs> and yet despite all of that and this is again the genius of Belichick putting his players in positions to succeed. Mac Jones, heavy run, heavy tight end sets. Like, that is what is comfortable for a rookie quarterback. That's what, like, kind of the – the Dolphins kind of tried to do this and had some success winning 10 games with Tua. Right. You build the defense, you build a run, a heavy set offense, and you let the quarterback kind of take some riskless passes and plays, and that's what they've done to perfection. The defense has been great. I could rave about them. I mean, they're they're sure. they're really a good team. All right, that's good, Matt. I agree with you. The next two weeks are a telling tale here for the Patriots. We're going to really find out and put a stone into all of this after these two weeks. But last team will go really quick. Tennessee Titans back to back losses. Texans that sucks. And the Pats, who we just talked about. I mean, they've lost. To, I mean, you're laughing. They lost to the Texans and the Jets. Now <laughs> that's crazy. That's, so I mean, can they bounce back from this downswing? Can they bounce back done. from these they're injuries? Terrible. They're done. Okay. They're the worst eight and two. They're going to go down as the worst <coughs> team that started eight and two ever. They're twenty second wow. in DVOA. They got they got really beaten down by the Texans, <laughs> and then you respond by getting blown out by New England, and they have a much needed buy. But I'm looking at the rest of their schedule. Jaguars, Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins, Texans. They're going to win two games wow. of their next five. Do you know when Henry's supposed to come back? Maybe it's for the playoffs. It's like a maybe playoffs thing. I, I, was, I was so wrong about Tannehill. I was so wrong about the Titans. They're just the definition of pretender. And there's a real good chance that the Colts just take the division from them. Yeah, I agree. You agree with that? One hundred percent agree. Colts look awesome. Honestly, they could have been a team that we yeah. put on this list of not record wise, but right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the Colts might have a shot at it. I'm, six not, and six. I'm not as low as Matt is. I still got hope for Tannehill, but they are in trouble. They're they're in big trouble. And in terms of Super Bowl contenders, we can maybe you know maybe we're not high on the Pats because rookie quarterback thing, but I think they are the least on they're the list last. to me right now. Dead yeah. last. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to our second segment. We're going to stick to the NFL. We're going to go quick. Instead of talking teams now, we just talked about a really underrated team no one thought was going to be there. Now let's talk about underrated players. So who, Jake, is your most underrated player in the NFL? We know him well. And uh, he was a maligned figure last year, mainly because he had one of the worst years ever at the position. Uh, That being Carson Wentz. And... While Carson Wentz has not been spotless this year by any means, in the past couple of games, the offense, at mainly you know, starting with Carson Wentz, has looked a lot better. Helps when you have Jonathan Taylor back there. But regardless, he's looked a lot better. He's 10th in passing touchdowns this year. And as we were talking about, you asked me who had the least amount of interceptions. The reason I know is uh, I pulled the stat that only Rodgers and Cousins have more touchdowns with less interceptions. Right. Um, then Carson Wentz this year, he's being put into positions where he can succeed by Frank Reich, the same coach who helped him uh, get a near MVP season. 
So uh, the, the other biggest thing to me is the turnovers. 15 interceptions and 10 fumbles in 12 games when he was on the Eagles last year. This year, through 12 games, five interceptions and seven fumbles. That doesn't count how many he's lost, just how many times he's put it on the ground. Yeah. So that was the biggest. I mean, I don't know if he'll ever get back to MVP form. But yeah. him cutting down the turnovers is a massive step towards him becoming a guy who can win you a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's crazy, too. Like, three years ago before he got hurt, MVP favorite. And now he was going to be the And MVP now justifiably, like, he's underrated. Yes. And yeah, so, I mean, I agree with you there. Yeah, he he would not have improved if he stayed an eagle. I'm, there's a lot of, you know, oh, we should have – if he, if we kept him, he would not have it improved. It was a him he, thing, too. Yeah, he it was a him. It was a him. It, yeah, it was a needed breakup for both sides. He – it's sad because everyone talks about the ACL, but I really think the back injury really is what hurt him the most. And I think that's capped him as a pretty good quarterback – and that's what he is. He's a pretty good quarterback, fringe top 10. I'd probably place him slightly outside of it. But you have to give him props for rebounding after a disastrous season. Like, who are you taking, him or Jimmy G? Him. Okay. Like, not, not, not even close. I agree with you. And they're in similar schemes. Um, and that's the reason the Colts will be a, like, good team and the 49ers will not be ultimately this year. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind that. Uh, I was down on Wentz, and now he's kind of turning yeah, around. Yeah, I think yeah. he has. All right, Matt, who's your, first round pick? who's your most underrated player in the league, Matt? Cordell Patterson. Oh, yeah. He is stuck on a train wreck of the Atlanta Falcons, and he's the only bright spot this season for them. Wow. I'm ha- he's having a breakout year in year eight, which has never happened. He has a career high in both rushing and receiving yards. He is 17th in the NFL in yards and scrimmage, and that's him playing only 10 games because he was hurt. Other players have played 12. He has more yards from scrimmage than Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Aaron Jones. The two games that he was in, the game that he was injured in, and the game that he missed, the Falcons scored three points total combined in both of those games. It's he's just a feel-good story because he did win a Super Bowl with New England that people don't remember because he was like a random return guy, weird player in 2018 for them. Yeah, but he he's going to make money this off season. Yeah. Which is he, awesome. And it's, it's nice that he's fine. Someone's finally figured out how to utilize him. It's the only thing that the Falcons have done. Mike white has done this year. Um, but it's good for quarter L Patterson. He needs props, for, even though he's been stuck on such a horrid team. Yeah. And there's no one maybe in the history of the game who runs as hard as quarter. Like you could put him up there with Jim Brown and Adrian Peterson. Like, this guy is a furious runner. Yeah. And uh, the only other thing I saw today, so he was already like a fantasy god because he's wide receiver running back eligible. Yeah. And he has uh, his third position now listed on ESPN as backup safety. The Falcons are crafting up some packages to have him on the field on defense, meaning in my dynasty league, he would pick up safety eligibility and you could play him as a IDP, which would be league. Breaking. And you would still so. get all the <laughs> offensive points. Yeah, yeah. So we, we'd have to probably You're telling me Cordell Patterson's allowed to play defense in the NFL. They have packages. I think he ran one snap, and I don't know how many snaps you need to get eligibility on Sleeper, which is the platform we use. But yeah. yeah, like he ran it in that game. Oh. He, he was, yeah, he was on the defensive end for a snap. I got to see more of that. that I mean, like I me. said, like if he's just running, instead of running with the ball, he's running at the ball. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in his way either way. Yeah. You know what's crazy too is Cordell Patterson has always kind of had this per-touch um, production. Yeah. Right. Like go, going back, like maybe slightly better this year than other years, but Vikings. We used to just be like the jet sweep. He gets like yeah. a jet sweep every other game. Yeah. And he was great on kick returns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah always great. Yeah. But yeah. just per touch basis on offense, he's kind of done similar production his whole career. And the Falcons were the first team to be like, and maybe because they just didn't have anyone else to put on the field um, and it worked out in that way. We're just like, no, we're going to give you the ball like 13, 14 times a game, where before you're only touching the ball four times a game. And it worked out. Like, has he been slept on his whole career? Like, I'm sure he's uh, taking a jump. So, in Chicago, it's funny because I was actually talking about this with my dad when we were looking up the stats. In Chicago, he kind of – it looked like it was the end of his career. Okay. Um, I remember so, the Vikings and the Pats where he was always good when they plugged him in. Yeah, yeah, and he had one good year in Chicago, and then it dwindled over another two years, and then he ended up on Atlanta. Right. Um, interesting player. Watch him run. It's frightening. All right. I'll get to mine. That is uh, Tony Pollard is my most Ooh. underrated player in the league. Uh it would have been 
at the beginning of the year, Debo Samuel, who if you hey, remember, I, I thought about putting him. You can't anymore. He's not yeah. underrated yeah. anymore. Yeah. But the thing that. is, in our fantasy video that me and you did on the guys to draft, we have a lot of hits. I on, said Debo Samuel. We, we, no, the fantasy video. We're, like I was thinking back, I watched back. There are a couple, like pretty much everyone we mentioned, outperformed their uh, projections. Crazy this year. So it would have been Debo. And props to us. So next year when we do those videos, <laughs> you guys better actually those videos did all right. But next year they're going to do even better. You guys got to listen. Uh, but Tony Pollard is going to be my pick now that I can't pick Debo Samuel. Backup running backs in the league get slept on, right? They're just like, oh, he's a good back. People thinking of him in fantasy-wise, like the starter goes out, so he's a good pickup just because he's a starting running back. But, like, you think around the league, Javante Williams, who might soon be a starter, great backup back. And Melvin Gordon's going to be a big, great backup back if he takes it. A.J. Dillon, you mentioned earlier in the show, might be better than Aaron Jones. Alexander Madison steps in for Dalvin Cook. And it's like you don't miss Dalvin Cook. So, right, let's rank them. Let's rank them really quick. And I'm yeah. not going to include Kareem Hunt because that doesn't count. That's That was my next point. Yeah. It doesn't count. So you have Javante Williams. You have Tony Pollard. A.J. Dillon. Madison. Yeah. Rank them. Uh, I think right now Pollard's one. I think Alexander Madison is two. I think Javante Williams is three. A.J. Dillon's four. It's so tight with all of them, though. I, I switch. Javante Williams, one. Pollard, two. One. AJ Dillon three. Um, You're reading too much into the PFF stats there, Matt. <laughs> with the Javante stuff. That guy's all right, but he's not. He runs hard though. Talking about guys that run hard. They all do. Hard. All right, what's yours? Uh, I probably go number one with Pollard. I think he's the most proven production. I'm a huge AJ Dillon fan. Yeah. Especially because he's catching the ball now. Um, eh, where you get a little, I'm probably going to put Javante four. I think you got to put Javante four, and that's Madison third then. Okay. So, but they're all very good. So me and you got Madison and Dylan flip up. They they are all very right. like should it's be not, starters. It's not far apart. Yeah. It's yeah. not like but two two Pollard. He's over 500 yards this year. There's only 25 guys yeah. in the league over 500 yards. He's a backup, it, and he's done it on only 100 attempts. The fewest guy, the fewest attempts out of anyone else besides him to get the 500 yards is 117 in Javante Williams. If they didn't have the black hole known as Ezekiel Elliott within right. five yards, he would actually have great production. Some right. some breaking news: uh, the ML, uh, lockout is imminent for the Major League Baseball. Well, it was gonna. It had to be resolved by midnight tonight. I yeah, think. the the they, the play, league and players union meeting ended after just seven minutes. That's tough. That's really seven? tough. That means you're nowhere close. It yeah, like you're just nowhere near. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Do we still have to pay Bryce Harper all that money? Then? Yeah. <laughs> um, That's hey, funny. the Phillies might be looking for some players, some scabs. Go in there when there's lockout. That's funny. I'll wrap up the power thing though. Uh, fourth of all running backs in yards per carry. Yeah. Only Jonathan Taylor, who we know has been a stud, Nick Chubb, and Chase Edmonds, who was playing great before he got hurt, or above him. That's Edmonds? crazy. Chase, Chase Edmonds? Edmonds. Yeah, he's third. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's crazy. He has more receiving yards than Zeke. Ninety-four percent of the balls thrown to him, he catches. Zeke only catches eighty-three percent. Um, I, I just think he's very underrated. I think he's a weapon. A lot of maybe not a lot of teams, but quite a few teams in the league would take as a starter right now. And he's a backup. I think I think he's underrated because people don't want to talk about backup running backs. Is he's part of the Jerry? I'm old and senile. I want exciting players brigade. Right. You have CD Lamb, Gallup, him guys who just <laughs> never get their yeah. full shine. Maybe CD gets his full shine, but Pollard finally got his. He ran back the kick on Thanksgiving. Yep, that's yeah, right. That's that right. Big, that's right. That all right, we'll move on, and we're going to talk a little college football for the first time this year. We might have got – I know I had at the buzzer. We might have got something here and there, some mentions. But it's conference playoff week. There's a lot of uh, college football playoff implications going down this week. So we're going to run through the Power Five and the one other game that matters. We're just going to give our picks real quick. Uh, so we're going to start with the Pac-12. Uh, Pac-12 every year is always the worst game. But this year we got number 17, Utah, versus number 10, Oregon, Matt, what's your pick? Oregon, honestly, like BYU should be in this game. They went five and zero against the Pac twelve, so they should just slot them in, <laughs> including beating Utah. Um, I don't trust Utah. Utah always, although Oregon chokes too, but Oregon's better, so I'll just go Oregon. Utah, Oregon, Jake. Uh, I'm gonna take Utah. Utah kind of stomped them pretty good. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the year, thirty eight to seven, and also major, major, major red flag that. Oregon's dropping games to Stanford. Um, I mean, maybe the Christian McCaffrey Stanford teams, that would be acceptable. Right. But not when you're one of the top teams in the nation this year. I like Utah uh, to go 2-0 and against the Ducks this year. I do like Verdell, CJ Verdell. Very exciting player, though. I'm taking say. Utah. They're just playing great football right now. Uh, I think they 
So Oregon, you looked at as a team two weeks ago before they lost to Utah, looking for the college football playoffs. And then they get stomped by Utah. That takes a lot out of a team. Maybe you have the revenge angle that they want to get back at them. But you look at Utah, they took one loss midseason, but their other two losses were like weeks two and three of the season, right? There's a completely different team from them. I think they're playing better football. They just stopped this team, and they have more to play for. I think a Pac-12 championship right now means more than Utah than it does to Oregon. I would agree. So I, I'm yeah, taking Utah on this one. We'll move to the Big 12. Um, we're going in order of the time of the games. So, uh, Big 12, we got Oklahoma State, number five, fighting Crazy. for a college football playoff chance. Might get in automatically with a win. We don't know yet. And then we have Baylor, number nine, who, if they win, could also sneak into the college football playoffs. A lot harder for them than Oklahoma State. Yeah. But who we got in this game? We'll start with, let's start with Jake. We'll switch it up. Uh, Oklahoma State is going to crush them in this game. The first game they played, Oklahoma State threw three interceptions and won the game 24-14. When you have a minus three turnover differential and you win by two scores, you are much, much, much better than the team you are playing. As you said, a lot changes. Teams go through up and downs. Um, I think that was actually a few weeks ago, uh, middle of the season. So who's to say I'm going to take Oklahoma State, though? I, that, that's, I feel pretty safe in that pick. Matt? Oklahoma State beats Baylor. It's going to be close, though. Oklahoma State isn't that good they got lucky against oklahoma the refs made so many calls then the picking up the flag on the on the late hit and then the pass interference non-call um it'll be close oklahoma state i think will make the playoff and get spanked by georgia but uh it's i think oklahoma state ekes out a win this one's tough for me i like i lean oklahoma state after what i saw last week and how the three weeks prior, they're just beating down on other Big 12 teams. But the thing about Baylor is, I think they'll have the best player in this whole game with Abram Smith at the running back. I'm going to say Oklahoma State, though. They just beat Oklahoma. That was the biggest game of their season, rivalry game, right? One of these two teams is probably going to make the playoffs if they win the next game. They're the one that got it done. So I'm, I'm going to go Oklahoma State. I think maybe not the most exciting game, of conference championship weekend, but when it comes down to it, I think Oklahoma or this might be the best game, tightly contested game, down to the wire. I'm gonna take Oklahoma State. There's well, always sneaky close Big Twelve title games that shouldn't be. Yeah, like Baylor Oklahoma a couple years ago. Yeah. So, all right, SEC. This is the big one. This is the big. This is the big one. Uh, number one, Georgia, twelve and zero, best team in football, uh, college football, best team in the nation, and number three, Alabama, who. Quite possibly, if a couple things happen, like if a couple teams around them do what they're supposed to do, if they lose this game, they might not make the college football playoffs. They shouldn't. Yeah, and they might not. So who we got in this one? The best bet of the entire weekend is Georgia minus six and a half over Bama. Bama is uh -oh. not that good this year. They Auburn choked that game so badly, just run out of bounds. They barely beat Arkansas. They barely beat Florida. They barely beat LSU. Georgia is blowing out every single team on their schedule. I know Georgia, Georgia is a lot, and they choke in big games, especially against Bama. But this is not Alabama. This is just like this was like two years ago, Alabama that lost to LSU and Auburn, and then uh, missed the playoff as well. Georgia's going to spank them, and Alabama's going to miss the playoff. Uh, I agree with you. Georgia's the much better team. I think the, the both Arkansas games, case in point, um, all you need to know, watch how Alabama played that team. You watch how Georgia played that team. Um, Georgia shutting them out 37-0. to Bama going 35-28 to back and forth with them. Uh, I, I will say, and I'm starting to do some like digging for uh, prospects. I'm looking at just some tape. It is hilarious to me. That Alabama year over, and this isn't news, but Alabama year over year gets the absolute top playmakers. Like they're just on their bench. Like, oh, oh, J Jerry Judy went. Oh, Waddle went first round. Oh, okay, I guess it's my turn to come in. Put up like Jameson Williams, uh, John Mechie. Like those guys can make plays and will make plays on Sunday. Like, That's the thing. Georgia has more points scored off turnovers than points allowed this season. <laughs> yeah. That's actually some crazy, especially as an SEC team. That is a crazy stat. I'm going to take uh, Georgia. To me, this has been the best team in college football all year. Uh, week after week, that uh, gap just expands. Some other teams lose. Georgia dominates another team, right? 
Uh, I think, though, <clears throat> Alabama can play well. And it, I watched the Auburn game. They looked horrible. Bo Nix didn't even play. They almost lost that game. But you look back at it, it was like two muffed uh, snaps in the second half. Like They really could have had a shot to dominate that team. So I think it might be a little closer than people expect. That six and a half kind of feels like a trap to me almost because I think a lot of people in their minds have it made up. Alabama's not Alabama, and Georgia's just the best version of Georgia. We've ever 31 seen. to 10, Georgia. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to – I would take the minus six. I, I actually will probably take the minus six yeah. and a half. I think the line is about correct. I think I think if it's a seven or a ten-point game, I think you can look at the line and say that was a correct line, and that's where I see it being. Um and to me, it's just like Georgia has 11 NFL players on their defense. And, like, honestly, they probably have 16. They just have five guys that haven't even played yet. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's literally like you look like, like three years from yeah, now. Yeah, just you look like Alabama's offense, two. but it's Georgia's defense right yeah. now. It's insane how good this defense is. It's one of the best in college football we've ever seen. Yeah. Alabama, really terrible year. Only seven NFL. Good luck. It's going to go pro. Good luck. Bryce heck? Young, I hope you throw like four picks. Give my boy Kenny Pickett a better shot at winning the Heisman. I don't know if it can happen. Yeah, I, but. I think you can kiss that one goodbye. Most, I think like half of Heisman voters vote before the conference title games anyway. Well, that's dumb because he's, he's about to have his flu game and Bryce Young is about to do nothing. All right, we'll move on to the ASC. Uh, this is the uh, one that isn't the Power 5 but matters because Cincinnati's in it. Uh, Cincinnati's 12-0. and 0, They're facing Houston, number 21 in the country. Houston, is this a trap? Cincinnati, are we going to see him get caught? No, they're probably not going to get caught, but like, uh, like you probably have to put them in the conference. You probably have to put them in the playoffs. You, like when they win, you got to put them in this year. The, ah, it, it actually becomes very hard yeah. if Alabama beats Georgia. They beat so they beat Notre Dame twenty four to thirteen. It's their only ranked victory. But then they make year. it into Oklahoma a mistake. That's what happens. Well, yeah, probably. I we'll just see. like you're beating it gives them more up reason on to the take American. Them out. The American stinks. They stink. Yeah. Temple is the worst collegiate football team I've ever seen at like a Division one, like close to Power Five level type conference. These teams stink. Yeah. They might be a good team, but like this is what's so Last tough about. Last year they gave Georgia a really close game. No, they're pro- that's what I'm saying. They're probably a decent team. Like they're, they're, if you if you put them in any other conference, they'd still be a good team. They might. Pro- I would bet they would not be lossless. But I don't know, man. They're, they're going to stick them into the playoffs, and they're going to get roughed up by some team. It's going to be like, what are we doing? Why is this? Team- I do, they're going to play. Well, we'll get to, but they'll play Michigan. They'll be the three. They'll play Michigan close, and Georgia's going <laughs> to. I can't spank. wait for that game. That'll but, be a good one. I mean, but, but yeah, Cincinnati's not going to blow it against Houston. But I do want to say there is some like the Luke Fickle rumors about him going to Notre Dame after Brian Kelly left. That could distract them some. But Luke Fickle isn't going to pull a Brian Kelly and leave while he still has national title hopes. Because what's wild is if Cincinnati and Oklahoma State lose, Notre Dame's in the playoff without a coach. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty cringy for they. And honestly, that's the type of thing that Don't that gets in. them to change some of the protocol with how that all transpires. Um, I personally, I'm not like the biggest college fan. I think it's the goofiest thing of all time. Uh, it's like, all right, we worked all year to get to our bowl game. Hey, I'm out of here next year. So see you guys. You guys are good in the bowl game. I'm I'm gonna go somewhere. Last yeah, time Cincinnati went undefeated, Brian Kelly was their coach. He left before the Sugar Bowl. Crazy. Yeah, like that's kind of scummy. Like I get it. Like get your money, get your bag, whatever. Blah 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 blah. Let me, it's kind of scummy. Like, let me put a hole in this. Houston's going to catch Cincinnati wow, on Saturday. Okay. Houston is going to catch Cincinnati. That that Notre Dame game was back in like what yeah, the, be- early in the, the beginning of October, early. end of September. Very early. You can look at that as the key win. I don't care. Desmond Ritter, great quarterback. Yeah. But they're going to get caught. Look at the Notre Dame game. Notre Dame's offense was horrible in that game. This is a conference matchup. Houston is ready to beat this team, and they're going to. <laughs> I guess I don't like. like Houston's said, like, going I'm to be. This, this is my big one. This with... is my big one. I like Utah over Oregon's a little bit of an upset. Nothing else has surprised us. Houston's going to beat Cincinnati. This is my big one. Let's move on though to the best team of college football. That is the yeah, number boy. fifteen ranked Pittsburgh Panthers going to Charlotte to okay. play to play some team to win the ACC championship against uh, who? Are they? Oh, Wake Forest. Who you got? Pitt or Wake Forest? I want to know who you got. We can just get you out of the way because. The Pitt Panthers are going to go in there. Kenny Pickett has the flu. He didn't practice yesterday. He practiced today, though. He's going to come in and throw five touchdowns. Jordan Addison might have four of them. He's going to be a finalist. You're going to see him the in New over York. The over-under on this game is 71 and a half. It's over. going to be a lot of points. It's going to be a fun one game. to watch. But, but it's going to be a great casual game. Let for me be casual. more reasonable because I, I, I guess Matt's the ACC expert, Where too. Where are you pitching right I'm now? Kinda, yeah, of course. Okay. It's a week. Uh, yeah, sure. 
Matt, Matt can probably talk on this too. Wait, but wait, I've watched every yeah. ACC game. I just want to say real quick, both teams have high-powered offense. Pitt scores the most points in the country. Wake Forest isn't far behind. But only one of these teams has a good defense, and that's the yeah, Pittsburgh Panthers. Yeah, Wake's, Wake's defense. defense sucks. Yeah. Pitt's going to beat them. That's why Pitt's going to win. Yeah. I think that line's too low. I think Pitt's going to win this game something like like 56 to like 45 or something crazy like that. But it's going to be a really fun game. It won't but, be that high. But, okay, 45 to 34. That's more fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've just watched the West Pitt. Like, I know we're not scoring 56 and giving up 40-something. All I'll say, they, they won't be able to stop Kenny Pickett. It's yeah, really that simple. Wake Forest pulls out those Chrome boys. They got some fresh helmets. They rocked in the military bowl a couple of years ago. I'm yeah. sure they'll have new helmets. But uh, Wake Forest kind of a problem in bowl games, I, I won't lie. I'm down on Wake after seeing them get annihilated by Clemson. Yeah, I I'm, I will defer to Kyle on this one. So. They have the worst quarterback of the two. Their wide receiving core is the one you can put up against Pitt. But, like, uh, Jordan Edison might win the Bolitnikoff as a sophomore, true sophomore. Like, he's that good. He'll be a first-round pick next year, I believe, Jordan Edison. So I can't even give the wide receiver edge to Wake Forest. And that's the one thing that you can maybe give them. I just think they they get destroyed. Yeah. All right. Last one we got. That's the Big Ten, and that is uh, Iowa. Somehow, it's always like Iowa or Wisconsin sneaks in the year the years they're not supposed to versus Michigan. Matt, go. Iowa was an underdog to three and eight Nebraska. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. Nebraska, the best three and nine team ever. They went one and eight in conference with a zero point differential, which is really funny. Yeah, I. Uh... But, but yeah, the. It, I would, I really want to do an upset because Michigan's so riding high off the Can't. Ohio State game. But I was just not good enough to upset no. Michigan. If it was like Purdue, I could maybe be like, yeah, we could see or it. like a good Wisconsin team, like yeah, we've right. seen in the past. But they're just not. Michigan's ripe for an upset, and not but I was not good enough to take it from. It might them. be Michigan's so year. Michigan. Conversely, yeah. I think they they are the team of momentum right now. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll see. I like I said, like. Not not the biggest, admittedly, college football fan, so I really only see the top matchups. Right. I know they dropped one to Michigan State um, a couple of weeks ago, and then just bad refs cleaned up against. Uh, is that just the 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 throwaway for any? No, no, there really <laughs> were bad refs in that. Game. <laughs> Michigan also really choked in that game as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I will take Michigan. I'm going to take Michigan in this one. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan too. I mean, I was not the team that can catch them. That's what Matt was alluding to, right? Um, mm-hmm. They, they should have lost the Penn State game this year. They shouldn't even be there. If Sean Clifford doesn't go out, they lose that game, right? It looked good through like four weeks, and everything kind of fell apart for this team. I know they still finished 10-2, and two, but momentum, like Jake said, I think Michigan is really the only team. I mean, you always give Alabama a shot, and maybe we'll see this weekend. I think Michigan's the only team that has a shot to make Georgia not the national champions. Yeah. I, don't right? think, I literally don't think anyone has a shot. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I don't think McNamara is that good. Yeah. I don't think the quarterback's that good. I think this Georgia team is like the 2019 LSU team, where it's just like going to go in the history books as one of the most dominant teams in college football history. Yeah, I could see that too. But we'll put a wrap on that. I'm going Michigan. I think we are around the board. And we'll put a wrap on the episode, but we still got some time to get some shots up at the buzzer. Who's got one? I just want to thank Clemson for not folding. You had all these recruits who are ready. They're ranked top two, top second or third going into the season. They made the playoff last two years, the, won the title in 2018. So all these players think, oh, I'm going to play for the national title. I'm going to play for a national title. Then they're four and three after seven games. A lot of teams would just fold because, like, I don't care about their Cheez-It Bowl, which is the most likely bowl that Clemson's going to play in. Right. <laughs> but, no, they wrapped up. They, they finished so strong. They blew out Wake Forest. They shut out South Carolina, the first shutout in the rivalry since 1989. They lost the pit. But that was, this is all after the loss of Pitt. And, and their, two of their three losses were close. They played only lost to Georgia by seven, and that seven was a pick six that DJ threw. And they lost to NC State in a really choky way as well. They could have been like the worst 11-1 and one team I've ever seen. But but they kept it together. Good coaching kept them together and made them 9-3, and three, and they have a chance to extend to have their 11th consecutive 10-win season um, if they win their bowl game. Yeah, impressive. I, th- I think we've seen the highest of Clemson. We might not get to that point, but they're still going to be one of the best teams in the ACC year after year. I think this is just a down year. Next year, they'll be the clear favorites again. Well, they were the clear favorites this year. You know, but uh, yeah, like, I, know. I just think yeah. I think we can see that happening. Jake, what do you guys say at the buzzer? Uh, staying with college football, I don't know if you guys read any of the news with Rod Carey, the Temple uh, coach, like not knowing the names of his players being and 
ass and doing a lot of things that led to Temple having, uh, I think, the most players in the transfer portal. Wow. I think. Uh, like half the team of his of people who he recruited ended up in the transfer portal. And uh, they finally fired him. And, you know, you look back, they almost had Manny Diaz, uh, who would have been a great hire. They had Matt Rule, who's now an NFL head coach. And then after that, they lost all progress. They lost all momentum with the Rod Carey signing. They just need a, a coach who is committed to building a football program rather than using it as like a stepping stone. Or um, Jeff Collins was also in that mix. Another guy who just used Temple as a stepping stone. So not the Temple's like the biggest program, but they did have success recently, and I'd like to see them get back. Yeah, yeah. I I think they'll be a lot smarter with their next hire. I'm hoping they saw someone saw Matt Rule do it and thought they could. I heard Coach O's free, man. I heard Coach O's looking into the Temple gig. Coach O will not like Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) No gumbo in Philly. No, I root for Temple, though. Still one of the best college games I've ever been to was uh, that Temple-Notre Dame game. In the, that's a good one, man. Dude, that was a lot of fun at the link. On but Halloween. That's all the time we got. <clears throat> Ooh, that's all the time we got in this episode today. James, we miss you. We'll see you back next week. But for Stat Matt Robinson, Jake Galley, I'm Kyle Sirik. These have been some facts. Straight up. <laughs> I bumbled that. <laughs>